Act Five of Andromache by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One, Hermione. Where am I? And what is it that I have done? What yet remains? What rage possesses me? How through these halls I roam, irresolute, devoured with grief, and know not if I love or hate. His eye at parting seemed to freeze my soul, nor did he ever feign to pity. No, not a moment's tenderness or sorrow, his heart refused to grant a single groan, deaf to my sighs, mid all my anguish calm. My tears evoke no sympathy in him, and yet I mourn his loss. And for a crown of sorrow, still this weak heart throbs for him. I tremble at the blow so soon to fall, forget revenge and almost pardon him. But no, my sentence shall not be revoked. Perish the traitor, since he is dead to me. Triumphantly, he laughs my wrath to scorn, and thinks this tempest will dissolve in tears. That, always feeble and irresolute, with one hand I'll ward off the other blows. Past kindness makes him deem it measureless, but other thoughts rather his mind engross. The traitor, in his triumph, little cares whether the absent wish him life or death and leaves to me this dire perplexity. One stroke shall end it. At Orestes' hand, he meets the death he ought to have foreseen, which he himself has forced me to desire. What? Is it I then who pronounce his doom? And must he die because Hermione has loved him? He whose oft-repeated deeds gave ever fresh delight when heard again, to whom in secret I had linked my lot. Ere to the fatal contract we were bound, have I then crossed so many lands and seas and come so far only to dig his grave, to be his murderer, ah, ere he dies. Scene 2. Hermione. Cleone. What have I done, Cleone? Have you aught to tell me? Where is Pyrrhus? At the height of love and happiness, proudest of men, I saw him to the temple lead his bride, his latest conquest. In his eye there shone the light of joy and hope. Gazing on her, he seemed to drink intoxicating draughts. Andromache, midst all the glad acclaim, bore in her heart sad memories of Troy, incapable alike of love and hate submissive she nor murmured nor rejoiced and pyrrhus carried he his bold affront to the end observed you well his countenance seemed he to taste calm pleasure unalloyed did he not hither cast a single look tell me cleone did you meet his eye and did he blush when he perceived you there showed he with troubled brow, a sense of guilt? Or did his pride support him to the last? He noticed nothing, and his safety seemed with honour's voice forgotten like yourself. 
Heedless of those who follow friends or foes, he hastens onward to love's wished-for goal. Round Hector's son he has bestowed his guards, and fancies danger threatens him alone. Phoenix has him in charge, who to a fort far from the temple and the palace brings the child, whose safety seems the only care that Pyrrhus knows. The wretch shall die. What said Orestes? He has entered with his men the temple. Is he ready to avenge my wrongs? I know not. What? You know not? Will Orestes do prove false? He worships you. But with a thousand scruples of remorse contending, now to honour he gives heed, and now to love. In Pyrrhus he respects the throne, Achilles and Achilles' son. He fears the wrath of Greece and all the world, but more than all, he said, he fears himself. As victor he would bring the traitor's head, but not as an assassin, odious name. At last he entered, knowing not if thence he should go forth, blood guilty or a mere spectator. No. Their triumph he will watch, without the wish to strike a jarring note. I know what scruples make his courage blench. The coward fears to die, and fears not else. My mother stooped not to a single prayer, yet in her cause all Greece rose up in arms. Her eyes, through ten years' war, saw twenty kings whose names she scarcely knew die for their sake. But while I but ask death to a perjurer, charging a lover to avenge my wrongs, and so to win me at no risk to him, I give myself, and yet I am refused. Go to my own arm, must for justice strike. Let cries of pain through all the temple ring. Their fatal bridal shall in bloodshed end, and but one moment see them man and wife. Nor shall my fury halt to choose its prey. Orestes shall, as Pyrrhus be to me, and if by death I purchase my revenge, I'll gladly die in such good company. Scene 3. Orestes. Hermione. Cleone. Madam, tis over, and your will is done. Yes, at the altar now the traitor yields his life. Is Pyrrhus dead? He breathes his last. Our Greeks have blotted out his guilt in blood. I gave my promise, though this plot to me appeared too horrible. With hasty steps I sought the temple. When I found our men had to the very altar crept unseen amid the crowd. With countenance unchanged, Pyrrhus perceived me, and his courage seemed warmed at the sight. Greece in my person braved, lending fresh glory to his nuptial rites. Proudly he raised on high the diadem, and placed it on the Trojan woman's brow, with his own hand saying, I give to you my crown, and plight my troth, reign o'er my realms and o'er myself. Your son shall find in me a father's love. May heaven confirm the vow. I make to you his mother, and his foes be mine. I hail him as the king of Troy. Applause resounded as he spake these words, answered by cries of wrath from Gretchen throats. They thronged around the traitor where he stood, so that I found no place to strike, 
for each vied with his neighbor, who should lay him low? Covered with blood, vainly he sought escape from countless blows, and at the altar fell. Thence passing through the terror-stricken crowds I came to bring my princess to the port. There will our friends, their hands with slaughter red, be with us soon. My promise is fulfilled. What have they done? If their excess of zeal has marred your vengeance, pardon them for that. You would have had me be the first to strike, that he might feel it was for you he died. But t'was my ardor prompted them to act. For your sake and yours only were they brought within the temple. You may justly claim as sacrifice to you the life they took, as agents of the vengeance you had planned. Traitor, be silent, nor impute to me the crime which brands you coward. Let the Greeks applaud the impious act. Go, I disown you, your cruelty and you, who have destroyed the noblest of mankind this fatal day. Did no compunction visit your fell hearts to check such slaughter? Who made you the judge to sentence him to death? What was his crime? What right had you to slay him? Tell me that. Who bade you do it? Heavens, it was you yourself just now upon the spot the order gave. You should have paid no heed to love bereft of reason, but have read my deeper thoughts. Saw you not, while I raved distractedly, my heart belied whatever words I spoke. Even had I meant them, you should have refused. A hundred times repeated such a wish. Asked me again before the blow was struck. And then returned, or rather shunned my sight. You should have let me wreak my own revenge. What lured you hither, hateful to my eyes? Behold! What bitter fruit your love has borne! You bring me all the ills that follow you. Your embassy it was, fatal to both, that to my rival made his thoughts incline. He might have else admitted me to share his heart again, or feigned at least to love. Go you, in this Epirus I will stay. Greece and my Spartan home I here renounce. Ye all my family, enough for me that they have bred a monster like yourself. Scene 4. Orestes Was that Hermione I saw and heard? She for whom flowed the blood that I have shed? Did she not call me traitor, murderer? Am I Orestes? And is Pyrrhus slain? Was reason's light extinguished in my heart that I should kill a king whom I revere in one day violate a sovereign's rights, an envoy's office, and all human ties, profane the altars where he stood at bay, and turn a sacrilegious regicide, and all for one who knows no gratitude, who made me vow to slay him, or she ne'er would see me more. When I have done the task her fury set, she taunts me with his blood. She loves him as a monster looks on me. Far from mine eyes forever she withdraws, and in her thankless flight leaves me for higher names of reproach, incurred to please her rage. Scene 5. Orestes. 
Pylades, soldiers of Orestes. We must depart and leave this palace, sir, or be content never to leave at all. Our Greeks defend the gate one moment more, ere our pursuers' forces grow too strong. All here obey Andromache's commands. They treat her as their queen and us as foes. And she herself, stubborn while Pyrrhus lived, all duties of a faithful widow pays and urges vengeance haply all the more that hector's shade too claims the blood of greece let us not wait then till they hem us round our men will join us and while all the crowd still gaze and gape upon hermione we may pass through in safety come this way no friends it is hermione i fain would follow her last sentence can i not survive Go, let me expiate my crime. Hermione, forget her. Would you still, the instrument and object of her rage, invite fresh insult in among the dead? And because she dies, must you perish too? She dies! Ye gods, what is it that I hear? Did you not know? We met her as we came with hurrying feet and frenzy in her eyes she sought the temple and found pyrrhus borne by soldiers whom his blood to vengeance roused doubtless that sight stirred madness too in her we saw her as we stood above the gate or pyrrhus bending low dagger in hand then eyes uplifting plunge it in her breast and fall ah heaven has been pleased to inflict woes worse than i had looked for never turned one moment from relentless punishment the gods have made my agony supreme and found delight devising miseries that i might serve as an example meet of wrath celestial born to wretchedness well i have drained the cup and die content where are the lovers to complete my joy, let me be drowned in blood, their own and mine. Let me behold them as they both expire, and three hearts be united that were long discordant. But what thickness of black night enshrouds me suddenly? What horror thrills through all my frame with no way of escape? Thank heaven I see a glimmering light. Tis blood, streams of red blood all round me. Aye, my lord what pyrrhus must i meet thee everywhere how has my hated rival scaped his wounds hold i have yet a stroke reserved for thee but what is this hermione with arms encircling tears him from the threatened blow ye gods what frightful looks she casts on me serpents and fiendish faces dog her steps why are your hands outstretched furies of hell whom do these snakes that hiss above your heads threaten to sting what means this horrid train come ye to bear me to eternal night so be it to your rage orestes yields but no leave vengeance to hermione twere better that she tear me limb from limb yea and devour the heart i offer her friends he has lost his senses while there's time let's take advantage of this fit and save the prince 
our efforts will be in vain if once his madness here with consciousness return end of act five end of andromache by jean racine translated by robert bruce boswell